Hi, I'm Jen Ucellis. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Settle in as we begin to tell you about some friends. Folks you know in Chicago and some you've never met. We'll talk about the things they say and do. There's a question posed to old and new. Who the fuck are you? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Kevin Alvis, and welcome back to another episode of Who the Fuck Are You? Uh, before we start today, I just really want to say, hey, thanks. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for being a repeat listener. If this is your first time, welcome. I hope you stick around to go back and get caught up with our earlier episodes. But uh, thanks. This show's a lot of fun, and I really appreciate you listening. Spread the word. You, Yeah, tell people. All over. Instagram and Facebook and all those places. Go check us out. At WTFRU Pod. Yeah. Rate review us. Five stars, says everyone. It should say. Do that. Yeah. My guest today is an incredibly talented performer and singer. Uh, you can definitely say no one else does what she does. Please welcome my dear old friend, the Klingon pop warrior herself, Jen Ucellis. There you are. Look at this whole... What is this setup you've got here? This mission control that you have. <laughs> you don't it's, even know. I've got like three monitors. It's like, it's fucking, I've got a mixer over here. You are all in. Look at this. I love it. I love it. Look yeah. at your face. I haven't seen you in fucking years. I know. How I are know. you? I am good. It's so yeah? good. I was so excited when you asked me to do this. I was oh. like, ah! I was so excited you were able to do it. Cause yeah, it's, it's been for fucking, it's been forever. And you have been doing so much since i've seen you last. i yeah it's been kind of weird yeah yeah you've had uh you've had a hell of a roller coaster ride it seems like and uh it's taking yeah. you some fucking cool ass places so yeah. um congrats on all that before we even get into it so Please. but uh yeah this whole setup you've got is fantastic yeah, I kind of blew my whole setup out over the last. Uh... <laughs> well, fuck! I mean, the shit you've had going on as well. You spoke. You should have. So, but we'll yeah. get into that. We'll get into that. We'll, yeah. I haven't seen you in forever. It's seen you forever. <laughs> um, how have you been? Um, uh, now, kind of borderline toe in, toe out of of a pandemic. Like, how? <sighs> what have you found that's kept you sane through this <laughs> crazy past couple of years? Oh. <laughs> Yes, yes, I've been putting my Prozac in overtime. So, yes. thank no, you, modern I, medicine, for so many things. Honestly, I, I therapy. I, I started therapy. I, I started therapy in 2019. Mm -hmm. at, at the end, like in the fall of 2019, mm -hmm. and talk about like six months later, we're like, <laughs> right. And what was Perfect so. Timing. What was so crazy was like therapy was working. Like it was, it was really good. I had started meditating. That was like really pulling me, my anxiety out. Like in a, it, like it was really, really helpful. Oh, awesome. And then, and like I, at one point in the pandemic, I had a 419 day meditation streak at one point. And wow. then like I was like, <laughs> I was stressing out about keeping my streak. And I'm like, <laughs> 
that's fucking that's, counterintuitive. Uh, that's, that's that's the opposite of enlightened. So uh, this I might think be a maybe, little counterproductive. So yeah. I let my streak go. I let it go. Which hey, medita- which is four hundred nineteen days for meditation just to be to do anything right. that many times in my mind. Very yeah. impressive. I was really proud of myself, and I love my streak, and I, I found it really beneficial. Um, but yeah, by January of last year, like all of my normal coping mechanisms were just like not happening for me. And so I was like, I need more help. And what was so fucking, you know, not to get like all mental healthy about it, but no, what the hell ever. Please mental like, healthy away. You know, everybody has their ups and their downs. And like for me i had i i had so much despite all of the pandemic shit going on like there mm-hmm. were so many things going right and the fact that i couldn't celebrate those things like right you or know you when, felt you couldn't or right like you know? like nothing was making me happy i'm like something's wrong like i can't nothing is i funded a Kickstarter in less than 10 hours. Like, (laughs) why am I crying? Like, and and I'm not happy. And so, yeah, that was the point where I was like, uh, I think I need some store-bought serotonin. And uh, (laughs) please and thank you. And I'll take a receipt. Please and thank you. And yeah. And so, so that's been really good, but, and, but I always thought it was, I, I never figured it would be permanent, you right. know, like and that's I, when I, everything my therapist said was it shouldn't be permanent. It should be a way for you to understand uh, where you're going as far as that, what I, what I call the spiral, where it's yeah. going, how to maneuver that and how to do it a little less and less every day without the medicine, you right. know? And, uh, and I'm apparently on one of like the lowest possible doses you can, you can be on, uh, like I'm on Wellbutrin, like soup, I'm on like the lowest possible dose. And so I was like, you know, I've just hit my one year anniversary and I'm like, I'm, I'm coming up on like this spring. I was like, let's get through the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. and then maybe we can talk about like. <laughs> maybe seeing what's going on. Yeah. Like maybe like tapering off. <laughs> that's been my, that's been my love affair this past year with uh, low, low doses of Prozac. Get me over this like thing. And so, yeah. So well, that's amazing. Good. That's an amazing journey. Cause I know, I, I know, I know from firsthand experience being able to pull that trigger on something like that, especially when it comes down to admitting that, you know, I need more than just the therapy help. itself, you know, as far as help yeah. goes, it's really hard. It's really hard to do because, yeah. because of the tropes that come on it and, and, and the lack of education that we have on it sometimes. And because I mean, the most things I know about therapy and drugs are all for movies and TVs. Right. And we all know that's dramatized for entertainment, you know? Exactly. Well, and you know, like I, I've jokingly said, like, I'm a Taurus. I am literally the queen of doing it my own damn self. <laughs> right. Like, like get the Excuse fuck me, out of everyone. my way you know like get out of my way i don't need your help i am you know like and so just being able to be vulnerable enough to say no i need i need help um that was a big deal for me just going into therapy mm-hmm. and then you know being being able to acknowledge and realize that i was in sort of like a like a a bad that was really enlightening for me like I I almost felt like I'd reached like I'm like this have I attained like a a level of enlightenment with therapy like after those you have those breakthrough sessions where all of a sudden you say something you felt you never could before something or there's something you finally admit and 
after that, like for the next week, at least when I had one, yeah. I felt like everything was gone. Like everything, I was super yeah. light. And it was like, yes, this is what it felt like. It was like, this, this is the yeah. moment. I felt like uh, um, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. When right. you know, <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, yes. It's, you know, I mean, like as artists, you know, and actors, like we, we, we internalize so much. Mm-hmm. And like, I haven't been on a stage for, you know, as far as acting and a very long time now, but like that training, it just carries with you. And when you're an empathetic mm-hmm. person and, you know, and, and you, your heart's all, it's, is in a good place, I think. And not that my heart is always in a good place. I can well, be no. a bitch, you, but you're a, you're a human, but, human being. We're kind but, of terrible sometimes. But like, you know, you, you just kind of, that's your job. Your job mm-hmm. is to like take in that emotional baggage and then yeah. make art with it. And that's a <laughs> lot. That's and fucking heavy. It's heavy. Like those, those like accept everything wrong about you. Then let me yeah. see it on stage. It's like, fuck you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, it. You, you've got a $50 stipend. How about if I give you 50 bucks worth of me? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah, other exactly. parts exhausted. And that's one of the things that I love about singing and Klingon is like, and just the whole like Klingon thing and and how far i've gone with it and it's like it's such a it's such a release to like get on stage and mm-hmm. sing with that kind of like power it's a power thing like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very empowering to be a klingon and then to like get on stage and like also there's like this it's like this point of pride for me at this point like i'm the only person doing right you kind of have locked the game down on Klingon pop translation performance, <laughs> and, musical performances, you know? And, and it's like, how stupid, I'm not an original thinker over here. Like, I am not like <laughs> some kind of fucking, like, that's, it, so it's, it always it shocks me that I was like, why was nobody, nobody was doing this before? And, you know, it's like, but the thing is, is that some people were, but they were doing it poorly. And I, right. I'm real fucking good at what I do. You like, are, <laughs> we're, we're going to get to that in a second. Because I actually, I went back and re-listened to some of your music last night. Because it had been a while. And I just, I was talking to Kim about this. is about, I'd forgotten how amazing your voice is. And Aww. just how power, like powerful. Thank You're you. a very strong, strong, powerful, talented singer. And I always, I forget until you open your mouth again. I'm like, oh, that's right. It's it's always a pleasant <laughs> thing. It's oh, kind of like, the, it's kind of like having memento every time I hear you sing, it's brand new to me. It's fantastic. So, um, but I want to go back. Let's go back. Let's talk about yeah. some shit. Cause we're going to, we're going to learn about you. So we're going to, we're going to go far back. Cause we've known each other now for what, let me look at the date. It's 2020. It's like 12 we're, years now. I think coming we're on it. Yeah. Cause coming it was 2010. It. We met Yeah, uh, we, we were cast in Klingon Christmas Carol here Aww. in Chicago. It was the first incarnation of it here coming from yeah, in Minnesota and twin cities. Right. Am I saying that right? Got it. Yeah. It started originally in the twin cities. Yep. Yeah. In the twin cities. And you were originally from the twin cities. Yes. Or did you originally, from here and then moved to Twin Cities and came back. That second one, yeah. Gotcha. I, so I was from the Chicagoland area originally. I, I when I graduated college, I started touring with the National Theater for Children, mm-hmm. and they're based up there. And so you go up there, you do your rehearsal for a week, you get your show in a car and a car, and then they send you on the road to oh, yeah. like Texas or Wisconsin or wherever the fuck they're going to send you. And um, and so I did like three shows with them and over like a year and I got that gig like almost right out of college okay so, so that was like, fresh that was your first jam huh 
yeah, it was like the, my first like paid acting gig. Oh, and those are exciting. Um, and so I was like, wow, look, I'm doing the thing. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't glamorous, like, you know, but I was getting paid to be a, a be a theater practitioner right. and like and so that was really cool and um but because of that i spent some a bunch of time up in the twin cities and when my tours were up my lease in chicago that i had gotten with some friends was also coming up on being needing to be renewed uh. and i was like and both two of my roommates were like well we're going one was going to one uh, doing one thing and somebody else was going to go someplace else so i was like well i have to find someplace else to go too and I turned out some friends from college were getting ready to move up to Minnesota. And I was like, do you want another roommate? Like, <laughs> I'll just come there, I guess. Like, I don't know. And I liked it up there. And my 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 friend Jason was like, yeah, that's great. Cause, and so the next thing I know, I'm driving my 1989 fucking Camaro to oh, the Twin an, Cities. Of course you had an 89 Camaro. I had it paint peeling. Yes. It was 10 years old when I bought it. Oh, like, yeah. yes. What color uh, was it? It was the blue. It was that like, <gasps> that like, Ooh, yeah, that, that like, that electric blue kind of. Yes. That yes, like killer, yes. that killer 80s blue. Oh, like, yeah. I fucking love a muscle car. Dude. I'm like. My buddy had an 87 Camaro with T-tops and ground effects. And it I was, had uh, T-tops. It was fire engine red and the ground effects were gray across the bottom. Oh, God, that car, car was driving. a piece of shit. I had to put a quart of oil in it like every other week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I, the gas like, sucked down. Is ridiculous. I, I'm in Minnesota with a rear-wheel drive car. Like Worst I had a idea. sandbag. <laughs> I, I could pull out of a fishtail like nobody's business. But like... <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That was a $200 to my name and my fucking Camaro. That oh, was that's the way to start a life, cities. man. That's great. And, that's great. Uh, yeah. And then you got tired of them and you were like, fuck Twin Cities. You decided to come home. It was, well, yeah. Like I was really miserable there. Like it by the time I left, my job was like sucking the life out of me. And mm -hmm. it's, it's such a, I was a, I wasn't doing equity work up there. Like I was, I was doing small theater. I was like, if I wanted to do a show, I was in a show. Like mm -hmm. I, right. it was, a, it felt, it was a little bit, you know, small Stale. pond, big fish yeah, sort yeah, yeah. of thing, but I wasn't that big of a fish, but like I was work. If I wanted a, a role, like I could find somebody who would cast me. Right, and, right. Um, and so, yeah, but I really wanted to study improv. And while there are some great improv teachers up there, improv in the Twin Cities is not. Right. That's it's not, not Chicago. I mean, you come to Chicago, Chicago for improv. This is the place and to come. So, so Devin, uh, Devin and I were dating, like we started dating when I lived up there and we'd been dating for a couple of years and he's like, we need to get you home. And like, and he oh. worked a job that he was working from home anyway. So it wasn't like he was. Oh, now we got to drop everything. Yeah. That's such a great gig to have. Yeah. So like it worked really well. It was, it was fine. It kind of worked out really well. And yeah, I came back to Chicago and then a year later, Chris, uh, Chris Kidder, who I knew up in the twin cities, right. um, like he was moving here and, and then he was like, when we're bringing Kling on Christmas Carol. And I was like, Oh, I always wanted to be in that show or audition for it. And I just never got around to it. And he was like, well, do you have a latex allergy? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and any He's other like, well, job, any other job, if somebody was like, hey, I'm interested in working at your place. And they were like, do you have a latex <laughs> allergy? If it's not the porn industry right. or, the, or the theater, you're going to get arrested in a fucking heartbeat. Any kind of statement like yeah. that. Yeah, He was like, and he knew me from up there. I was in shows for actually the theater company that he, that he was on the board for up oh, there that's too. Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, and so, so yeah, he, and so he knew who I was and I just kind of like 
but I still had to audition. Like if I had had a shitty command of the language or whatever, like he wouldn't have cast me. Like I know for a fact, like if I fucked that audition up, he wouldn't have cast me. Oh yeah. No, um, no that's, that's how he is. He's like, I'm putting together a fucking good cast. And uh, yeah. if you're fucking around, I don't want right. you in my cast. So. I, I can't do fight choreography to save my goddamn life, but I could speak Klingon apparently. Like I knew like what I was doing. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I, uh, one thing I've enjoyed about this process, this, this world that you've gone in for myself as an outsider is because I was kind of there when all this started, like I saw this spark in your eye of this learning this language and things like that and was there on that train for with you when you first started this, this journey. And it was, it's yeah. really cool to see how far you've been able to go and make, make this for yourself, you know, and you really just have started this brand new thing, which we yeah. got to talk about, I guess. People yeah. don't really know what we're, <laughs> we're just talking well, we got, about. People are like, what the fuck yeah, are you talking about? Like, well, Who the up, fuck are you? We haven't <laughs> hung out together. You guys leave us alone, audience <laughs> that's tuned into this. We're hanging out. Uh, Jin has become the world's only uh, Klingon pop artist. She is the Klingon pop warrior and translates your favorite pop songs into Klingon and performs them. And she... It's one of the most amazing things that I've ever heard <laughs> in my fucking life because I was also in Klingon Christmas Carol with Jen. So I know the language. I've done the language. It's really fucking hard. That language is really fucking hard for being everybody's like, oh, nerds, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This language is really hard to learn. It's hard to master. There's only what a, a handful of people in the world that can speak it fluently, you know, right. this kind of thing, because it is such an insane language, an actual yeah. working language. Right. But to hear you perform this what I know is just like two word tongue twister type of language and hear you perform it the way you do. I'm floored that you could get your mind and mouth to make those lang those sounds <laughs> in such a beautiful way. And in such a way that you know, the song, like, what was I singing? I was, uh, I was listening to love is a battlefield last night. <laughs> covered love is a battlefield. And uh, it was love is a battlefield. And it was like, amazing but it was all in Klingon and I didn't understand a word of it because I still don't know any Klingon anymore <laughs> I, I can probably read some of them. I'm rusty I was trying to read it last night I'm rusty um so what made you go you know what fuck I want to do this this would be really cool so it was it was the improvised Star Trek podcast okay so I so I was taking some time off. I did Klingon Christmas Carol 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. I was like, I do not want to do this for another Christmas. I need like a, a Christmas off kind of thing. A lot of work. And, the show's a big show. It's a beast. And Yeah. And I, um, so it was the beginning of 2013. And I got a message from Chris Kidder. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, the improvised Star Trek podcast needs somebody to sing a song in Klingon. And I thought of you. It's Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. <laughs> can they, if, uh, can, would you be interested? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that I would totally, I would love to cool. do that. That would be, that would be so much fun. Cause he knew when I was up in the Twin Cities, I actually sang in covers bands the whole time I lived up there. Mm -hmm. So he'd been out to see my, he'd been out to see me sing in, in gigs. So he knew like, like I lived in that world. Like I lived in the covers music, the world of covers. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'd actually sung in a few covers bands uh, up to that point as well. Um, here and there, I'd like found a band and sung with them for a little while, and then he'd get fucking nuts, and I'd be like, I'm peace out. I'm <laughs> not here for your drunken seems... drama. But yeah, like so. A bit, basically, the 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 story of it is is that 
an improv one of the improvisers in the show made an incredibly specific reference to this song mm -hmm. and by the end of that episode the episode was called today is a good day to cry <laughs> and it was about a klingon teenager who had like never been to prom kind of thing it was very funny they oh, ended up it, it was a really good episode so the, by the end of the episode they needed that song in klingon and so they they reached out they were they pulled out their own klingon dictionaries and it was like chris rathjen and, and mm -hmm. nick wagner and they were like oh shit we're in over our heads <laughs> so they they reached out to the klingon christmas carol folks and we're like hey do you have some people who do you know somebody who could translate this for us so like oh yeah sure no problem so like a whole bunch of people they had like a google doc i guess and they like oh. it, a whole bunch of people worked on it and uh, i know jeremy cowan worked on it mm -hmm. robin stewart who is now the klingon she's the one of the official star trek translators uh she is like she is star trek discovery she oh, does wow. all the klingon on for star trek discovery oh that's amazing um so she worked on it there were like three or four people on there and then uh and then they gave it back to them and they're like okay well we'll sing it and it'll be fine well they took one look at the words and they're like mm -mm. uh nope. do you have somebody who could sing this <laughs> and so so chris was like actually you know what i i know somebody who i think could totally do this and he's like let me reach out to her see if she's interested and so that was me and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So I showed up to Nick's house one afternoon. We just in the living room, we found a karaoke track and I like practiced it a few times and then just laid down the vocals and then through like we did like a harmony. I was like, oh, let me do a harmony over this part here. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you want to like, harmonize your Klingon? What the fuck? I was like this. I, I used to sing like I sang a band. This is what I do. And uh, I could do this. And so we did it. And like by the time we were done, we're la we're laughing. We're listening to it. It sounds it actually it sounds really good. Um, but it also it was really fucking funny. And mm -hmm. somebody in that room was like, we should make a music video. And I couldn't tell you who it was like uh -huh. Nick and I were working on it. Chris came over a little bit. Uh, Rathjen came over a little bit later. Somebody in the room said it. And like the next thing I know, I'm jumping around in front of a green screen in a pair of ridges and this goofy ass pink dress. And now you can find it. You can find it on the Internet. We released it and it went for 2013. Um, we had like 100,000 views within the first like 36 hours wow. and we got picked up by all kinds of like the Mary Sue team Coco.com. And, and what was so crazy is people loved it. Like on the, the feedback was overwhelmingly positive and like, well, every, it's, the, it's the internet hilarious. hates everything. And the internet hates everything, but things like that, it's, it's, it's something that everybody understands, but it's so foreign to so many people. Right. And who, again, who's been fucking doing it this good, you know, like it's, it's well, and, and it was, clearly supposed to be funny like we mm -hmm. were clearly not taking it seriously but there is no way that they i was like there's if we do this there's no way anybody's going to be able to make fun of the musicality of it that was always right. really important to me is right. like you can come for it being in klingon you can come for it being nerdy as fuck but you are not going to come for me for my vocals like no. No, that I was my that was always my thing like i was like it's gonna sound good yes and the I will be the one that will, I will be making you laugh because I want you to laugh, mm -hmm. not because, you know, of, of that's it. And so, yes. so that's been the heart of the project is like making it sound good. Also, I, it's been really important to me to be, um, 
because people liked it, I was like, well, let's do another one. And then we were too busy. And so that just didn't happen. But eventually I had enough translations to make a, make an EP. And like, I just kind of started collecting things from people mm -hmm. who had translated stuff already. So there was like, oh, somebody had did a Britney Spears song and somebody else did My Heart Will Go On and somebody else had done Love is a Battlefield. And like, I just so started it's kind of Cause I was gonna ask like how long it is, I mean, for you, cause I mean, again, for those listening, this language is hard. It's, it's subjects are where verbs should be and objects are thrown <laughs> all over the floor and like, you know, the structure and words Adverbs and go at the beginning and yeah. And you can't make certain sounds just out of like a ha, cause that's a word too. And you're saying something different. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was going to see like for you, how long does it take to sit down and, and translate one of these songs? If you were doing one, like straight up, no one's done this, or do you normally work in a group with, uh, with, uh, some translators? Cause I know you've, so you've really latched yourself, not latched yourself. That's the worst. <laughs> you really latched on to this world, <laughs> uh, but you've really grown in the, the world of, uh, the Klingon translators and the, and the language and the, and things like that. So, so how long does it take you to do this? I, so for the first two EPs, for the most part, I had other people translating. Um, on my second EP, though, one song I worked on with a, with one of my friends locally, who's a, a Klingon speaker, uh, my friend John Harness. Mm -hmm. um, that was Mother, the Danzig song, and um, we I did most of the what I, I jokingly call it the cultural heavy lifting. So uh -huh. like a, those words actually. Uh, some of the songs are very literal translations, but the more that I've gotten involved in the actual translating, okay. the more I was like, I, I was more interested in the cultural translation as okay. much as the as much as the actual language. So, um, so like for mother, like the idea of uh, that that song is like, you know, mother, uh, do you want to hide your children? There's a thing about like hiding your children from the waiting world and like stuff like that. And I was like, okay. well, a Klingon mother would never do that. So it was like, what's ah. the cultural equivalent of a Klingon mother teaching? You know, like things like that so right, like in right, my right. version it's can you teach them honor and can you teach them how to fight oh you so know? it's not like, just always that direct translation i see right. i see i love um, that and i love that too because i mean in those moments when you're performing you are a klingon so why would right. it not be presented as a klingon as a klingon uh, and, right. and the conceit of the things being like uh being in the original klingon is mm -hmm. you know sort of that conceit too and so yeah for me and now that i've been do i last year i actually translated four songs myself oh wow um, nice with i had some like i i ran them by people to make sure that i wasn't missing anything or like screwed up you know screwed anything up but um, I've been in like now that I've really been studying the language, I started really studying the language hardcore probably about in 2017. That was when I passed my level one, um, the level one proficiency test. Congratulations. Uh, that's thank a you. fucking that's uh, pretty solid. Haven't passed any other ones, but I did that. <laughs> I for me, yeah, it's it's always been more about to uh, like um I care more about the translation than the conversational fluency. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't really care about passing the tests because a lot of that's about rote memorization and right. like, and, and, and a level of conversational fluency. I want to know the grammar well enough to translate without making right. mistakes. But you don't have to be conversationally fluent to translate. Like I can right. You can sit down with the book and things like that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you got to get so, that right because you got to make sure right. you're you know you're giving the language it's due because the, if you 
get one little thing off, it tra- changes it. Right. Every, you know, when I'm, when I'm on a tear, I can translate a song in a couple of hours. Like I oh, can wow. get the bulk of it done in a couple of hours. And cause songs, that's why I like pop songs. Mm-hmm. Conceptually, they're very simple. They were, they're repetitive. So like, you know, once you get the chorus down, you're good. Like, you know, then it's just, you got like two or three verses, maybe a bridge. Um, so, and then that so that's what, yeah, just then we'll just copy, paste, copy, paste, and we'll send yeah. that. That's great. And it's good. And so, so yeah, so the, I did four songs last year for charity. I do um, translations for charity now um, where I let people vote on them. Um, when I hit certain milestones with my my annual, uh, I do Extra Life. I've been mm-hmm. doing that since 2015. Yes, which I wanted um, to, I, that was l- later down my list, but I love that <laughs> idea of gaming for charity. Yeah. Uh, are you doing that in your ridges as your Klingon self or are you for doing the, that? Yeah, for the charity event I do. Um I that's usually my first milestone where uh-huh. like when I hit $470 cuz 47's like a Star Trek in like a number that pops up in things. Okay. Um so when I hit $470 that's like my first milestone I'll game in my ridges. So oh, okay. Okay. I do that from 8 a.m. I usually cuz it's a 24 hour um charity marathon Mm -hmm. so i start i go 8 a.m to 8 a.m or sometimes i've done nine to nine Um, really but i'll do yeah just gaming gaming i do a little bit of everything i i do a lot of gaming um but i'll usually have a milestone that will unlock a concert so i'll do a i'll stream i'll do a concert during the stream i game with friends i've i've done all kinds i do i've done eating challenges i did a hot wing (laughs) A hot sauce challenge one year. That was the most awful, terrible, dumb idea I've ever Ugh. had in my life. But I'm sure people loved it. Oh, it's you can you can find it on my YouTube channel. It's it was like 30 minutes of pain and agony. It was <laughs> not. It was not good. I definitely want to look that up. Then I would definitely want to look up. <laughs> um, so you've got going with this, and then you kind of started. Of course, like with everything, the word got out that you were around. So you started actually getting uh, to a spot where you were able to book yourself out to conventions. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what was that like for you as far as getting to those places? Because we've done, we did uh, uh, the one convention together. We did some scenes from Klingon Christmas Carol. One yeah. Year. And I was floored by the crowd that was like, that were, that were into us specifically, you know, yeah. especially whether our garb and everything like that. And then what we did, but what you do is so unique. Like what is your, what's been the response to you at all these conventions when you're going and performing? It's really fun because like, I I'm still pretty niche. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's still like the people who know about me know about me, and then there's everybody else. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, um, and and but it's always really fun to win people over. That's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite things to do. Is you know, at a at a convention, is, is when I can get a performance in a space that like, um, where people are walking by. I, at one point I kind of, I, I, I said to somebody, I was like this, this project is all, and like my convention appearances have almost always been about leaving the door open. Mm. Um, oh, what a great idea. Yeah. Like I, a lot of times I couldn't get myself onto the Filk track, which Filk is um, the, it's music. It's like nerdy music. It's uh-huh. uh, folk music. Um, it's kind of a take on folk music. It's a lot of parodies and things okay. like that. Um, but there are also a lot of originals and it encompasses everything from wizard rock to like, you know, you're, you're dude with a guitar kind of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so, but it was really hard for me to crack that track. 
And so what I would usually do is get myself on the panel, get a panel room. Mm-hmm. And I, my, the guitar player I was working with, we would just do it acoustic. So we didn't have to have a big room. You could shove me in a corner. Some, like all I had to do was be was able to get, show up. Yeah. It was show up with him and like my, my music stand. So I had my lyrics and like, just go. And I would basically bill it as like, as a panel about the Klingon language and I would sneak performances in. Oh, that's and fantastic. People would walk by and they would hear they would hear and they would come inside. And it was always fun to like start with maybe like four or five people in the room. And then by the time you're done, you've got, you know, like I filled that room that only sat 30 people is now full and there's some people standing in the back. Like oh, what that's a great feeling always, that must be. That's always been, that's been something that I had to do. And the problem with conventions is they only come around one time a year. Uh So it's not like a bar gig where like you get in, you get your foot in the door at a bar and Uh you can get a gig there every week or every month or, you know, no problem. If you miss your shot to get into a convention, you got to wait a whole other year to get your foot in the door. So I was very prepared for this to be a slow burn. Mm -hmm. Like I've always been very like fine with it being a slow burn. Like I was like, people are going to get me. And when they get me, they're going to get me. And I had a, I had a, a a freaking casting director uh, tell me that like, once people got me that I would never have to want for work again. Um, And so I feel like I've just carried that over into everything that I've ever done. And like, it's made me a little lazy. I'm such a Taurus. I'm kind of lazy, but I'm also very determined and I'm not a quitter. Just very determined to be as lazy as possible. As lazy as possible. And so, so yeah, so I'm like, it's going to be a slow burn. And when people get it, they're going to get it. And then it's going to be fine. And it's taken seven years, but now I'm a, now I'm an actual official Klingon translator for a Star Trek show. I know, and that is fucking amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about that now that we can. Um, you are now the language consultant for the new animated Star Trek prodigy. It's true. That is so. And again, when you told me this, it was my brain flashed back to 2010, where we were sitting in that room together, trying to learn this language and pulling our hair out, like what the hell's going on. And now you have delved into this world. So how did this come about for you? Did somebody reach out to you? Or did you put yourself out as a a translator and they somebody took the bait or like what? How did this happen? There, this is like the craziest. So okay, so I don't even know how how to how far it's to go back with this. So Devin <laughs> the year and I was nineteen seventy two. Seventy so yeah. <laughs> so Devin and I had gone. We went on the Star Trek cruise back in twenty eighteen. We went again in twenty nineteen, and oh, I bet that uh, was a blast. And, and then we did it again in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty was a terrible idea uh, oh, yeah. because it literally was the first week of March. The fact that nobody came back, as far as I know, nobody came like, back. Oh my god, no. nobody came back <laughs> with COVID. Like I'm still like as I I have dodged. We I don't know how I dodged that COVID bullet, but I don't know how you did either on that COVID boat. bullet dodged. Um, so we so I did the cruise. I hustled the ship talent show for like like they they do like you know the cruise ships do that but the mm-hmm. star trek cruise is basically like a giant star trek convention on a boat you yeah. the it's just star trek people it is not 
there's you're not like intermingling with other rando just right. cruisers. It's it is straight a, up Trekkies. It is straight up Trekkies on that boat for a week together. Wow. And so one of the things wow. that they do is a talent show at the end of the week. They called it the Gorn Gong Show. <laughs> and nice. the Gorn could gong you off the mm -hmm. stage. So I hustled the talent show every year and I won or tied for the win every year. Excellent. And this last year in 2020, the judges <laughs> were, this is amazing, Mary Chifo, who plays Laurel on Star Trek Discovery. She's oh, wow. Klingon Chancellor Laurel. Kenneth Mitchell, who is the Klingon Cole on Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Roxanne Dawson, mm. Balana Torres from mm. Voyager. I mm. had a panel of fucking Klingons. Wow. On, in, on the 2020 cruise. Wow. And I was like, and I did my heart will go on. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, I am going to win this thing. And I did, I tied for, I tied again with a, with a Federation guy who played a, a beautiful original song. I was like, well, fine. Uh, was it um, just, was he just dressed up as Federation and played some? He was, music? yeah, he was in it. He was, he was, a, yeah, he was, was fantastic. Was he even Star Trek themed? Who's this fucking guy? No, Get the he fuck was out great. Here. He was awesome. Oh my God. No, he was really good. So we'll I was him. like, we'll but I was like, him. I got this. Um, so yeah, so. I came back from that and I had been, when I had done the 2019 uh, Starbase Indie in 2019, there was a guy there, he was an agent mm -hmm. of one of the Star Trek actors who was at that convention. And he stopped by and he, he saw me do a panel about Klingon translation and sing and he was like, Unique. we should be able to get you into more conventions and i was really hesitant to pull the trigger mm -hmm. because i've been i've tried so hard to be respectful of cbs because that's that is a legal sleeping dragon that i mm -hmm. do not want to wake oh, yes. up and that is a and very large dragon with a lot of attorneys so i've just like so i've i've been really hesitant to See, I, I'm like, I don't want to get too big. I don't want to, like, you, I'm just kind of like, let me just do my little thing and let the, It'll be fine. let the people who appreciate it, appreciate it. It's just fine. Um, and I donate as much money as I can to charity and like, you know, and yeah, just yeah. try really good, try really hard to like, just make it be a really positive thing. Absolutely. And, um, and, but I was finally like, after that last cruise, I'm like, this is ridiculous. And the VP of Star Trek brand management was on the cruise. And uh, he's this really nice guy, John. I was too afraid to go up and talk to him on the cruise, though. Like, I saw him. I know who he is. And I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, but I'm like, I, you Don't know, poke the no. bear. You never know. You'd be like, and, mm. and so it was a few days after I'd gotten back. And I'm like, I managed to get his, find his email address. And I sent him an email. And I was like, hi <laughs> um, you you may know me by <laughs> so i am the girl who sings pop songs and klingon and um you know like i what do i need to do to stay kosher i'm like what do how do i take this to like the next convention level so he was able to kind of guide you in the right path so at the time he actually wrote me back incredibly fast like uh -huh. i figured i would send that email and i wouldn't hear back from him for like two weeks if i if at all and he wrote me back in like less than an hour wow and was like 
I don't want to scare you. I know who you are. <laughs> I'm watching you on, right now. I follow you on Twitter. Um, and I was like, oh, great. Yay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, I do want to talk to you. I do think there's some stuff we can do. Um, but he's like, I'm in the middle of something right now. He's like, let me write you back in a couple hours. And he did like two hours later, he was back in my inbox. And oh, wow. um, at the time, that was right when the Viacom CBS merger was happening. So oh, okay. there was a lot of stuff up in the air and then COVID happened. So like everything basically went to hell in a handbasket. And I was like, well, not hearing back from him for, you know, right. That's going like, to be forever. Like, if not, this is, this never. is over. Like it's well, at least he knows who I am and maybe I'll reach <laughs> out a year from now when things it was are, fun you know. for a couple of hours. Um, and then he actually called me, he sent me an email actually earlier uh, in 20, in like the spring of 2021 and was like, Hey, we might have something. We, we might have something that you can help with. Um, do you mind if I give you a call? And I was like, sure. Okay. So he gives me a call. I give him my phone number. He calls me and he's like, so they are trying to use a, like an, uh, an online translator right now. And I'm like, no, we have people no. who can do this. You stop, and, you stop um, those online translators are terrible. Yeah. And he's like, there's, he's like, it's not a lot. It's just a little, and it's not, it's, it's not a ton of Klingon, but yeah, that was, he's like, it's, there's some stuff up in the air, but he's like, I, I'm going to get your name into the right hands and, you know, hopefully they reach out to you and they did. And they sent me the lines they needed. And honestly, if it had been much more than what they sent me, I probably would have been like, you know what? <laughs> I think we should bring in Robin Stewart. <laughs> I know someone. Um, but it wasn't, it actually, it wasn't a lot. And so there, I agonized over it regardless, like, because I didn't want to make any mistakes and there's like NDAs and like, you're just kind of like, oh God. And if I screw this up, the whole Klingon language community is going to vilify the girl who sings pop and rock songs. Right. And then you're done. Forget your convention, young lady. It's done. Um, but it would, but it went really well. Um, I got to, I was not just the translator, but I got to be on like Zoom calls. With I was going to ask if you actually did any coaching with the, with the actors yeah, and what that process I, was like. Uh, I recorded them. I recorded a uh, little, I recorded all the lines in multiple speeds. So like I would do, it was like, who, what, who, what, <laughs> like did like uh so i gave so they eat so every line that i did i gave them like broken down like that oh yeah and that, then God, that's um, so smart and then yeah they brought me in on the recording sessions which was just super cool and then like the the best part was like I, I can't like not all the episodes have dropped yet so so there's still some stuff coming that i can't talk about but right. like i got to one of the recording sessions had a had an actor that i just was like <gasps> oh i was gonna say is was there anybody that you had seen because i know that that's a pretty stacked cast there i didn't know if there was anybody it, that you've had to work with so far that you had to kind of get over that starstruckness from you i know. pretty much it, the funny thing is is that the that person that i was like starstruck over is like to i i'm not even sure that their character has a name honestly <laughs> um, but they're just there and but they're them. there and i got to coach them and that was just that was just a really cool experience as a as a fan of some of the other things that they've done and like 
Um, yeah, but Ella Purnell called me wicked in the middle of a, a San Diego Comic-Con panel. Oh, they really? didn't, uh, they didn't say who I was, but like, they were just like, she's, oh, she was wicked. And, uh, and that was actually what was so funny was when that happened, that Comic-Con thing happened over Kepa weekend. Uh -huh. And so everybody heard her say she, and everybody uh... thought it was Robin. Oh. And and so I was able to like hide. <laughs> and Robin was like, I couldn't tell you like Robin is played it super cool because she didn't know it was me either. And so she was just like, I couldn't tell you even if I wanted to, you know, which and so and I'm just like hit mute on the discord server because it was an online like kepa was online on discord and uh -huh. so i was like hit mute turn off camera like <laughs> goodbye everyone <laughs> goodbye and, and for those who don't know the kepa is the uh yearly uh language convention that they have is it usually here in chicago or it's held here in chicago every once in a while it's it was held here a few years that's been in indianapolis um a few times now we've been doing it online um until we can meet in person again i can't mm -hmm. wait till we can meet in person again because it's oh i'm sure really, that'll be one hell of a party it's a really special experience it's more conference than convention is mm -hmm. usually how i usually like to say it's oh not, and that yeah that's a great way to put that because everything's it's more about the classes and, and focusing on yeah. the language itself yeah it's, which again is an actual working language like right. it is not just like something from tv anymore like this is a full-fledged functioning and and we've gotten to work with uh, dr mark okren who started the language before uh who's before he's the originator of the language he is yeah. um the full language and it's and working in those kind of situations just a, it's it's an amazing amazing world that you've been able he's to build the nicest you. he's the nicest, he's man. The nicest man i've i've I love, jokingly I love talking to him he's so funny He's so nice. He's so funny. And like, I, I, I've frequently been like, when people will, I'll, we'll, we'll get new words and mm -hmm. there's a lot of puns and like little, like goofy things in the language. Uh -huh. And like, yeah, I mean, you probably know some of them, like the word for heart is tick, mm -hmm. like your ticker. Um, the word for nurse is ratchet, like ratchet, nurse ratchet. Um, oh, I didn't know that one. That's <laughs> the, <laughs> that word great. the word for guitar is leshpal. Oh, no, come on. And you're like, God damn it. Yeah, and that's like, I'm just Mark like, Ogren. damn you, Mark Ogren. I was like, oh, he's such an asshole. <laughs> and I'm so like, smart and then, about it. Even, and, and every time I say that, I'm always like, no, he's not. He is actually like the nicest man. <laughs> he's nicest. He's, he's the nicest. He's pretty brilliant. And he's the reason why we have closed captioning. <laughs> but, you know, it's something good. Um, Jen, if you uh, people were like interested in learning more about the language and things like that, do you have any good recommendations or any good advice for anybody who wants to learn? Again, yeah. it is a functioning language you can learn all about it and you can learn the you whole thing can. where where can people do that do you know you can What's find it on duolingo and oh, now really? and the duolingo app is actually the that module was built by awesome people like duolingo's apps or like language modules are built by volunteers oh, like wow. um which is which is great especially for klingon um <laughs> but the app itself is not overly conducive to some of the things that Klingon requires as far as capitalization and stuff like that. Right, right, it gets right. a little, it's a little goofy, um, but it's actually really good. Like they've done a great job. And in fact, since that app dropped, the number of people who have come in and passed the tests has like 
I mean, we used to have like 20 some odd people show up for Kepa when I started going in like 2015. Mm-hmm. Now we have three, it's like at least two times that, like within wow. a, just a, a handful of years, we ha- we ended up with like 50 people for, you know, and and like the number of people who are passing the proficiency tests because of Duolingo, it's crazy. Um, that's a great resource. I actually use the K, uh, KLI.org mm. is the Klingon Language Institute's website. Great website. And they have, it's like 10 bucks to be, to like be a registered member of the Klingon Language Institute. Mm-hmm. And you get access to their KL, it's called the KLCP, the Klingon Language Certification Program, I think, or something like that. Um, you have access to their level one um tests like uh, okay. uh learn like uh, lessons like, like if basically sample tests if you take well if you start that lesson plan by the time you're done with it you should be able to pass the level one test oh amazing i did that i passed the test on the first try like okay. it's all and, that for 10 bucks huh i'll have for 10 bucks Not um bad. and it robin was actually the one who created it robin stewart so yeah it's amazing. And, it's amazing. And you you have to own a copy of the Klingon dictionary. I have my copy literally like mm. boom. Yep. It's got bookmarks. I've still got mine on my bookshelf somewhere. I got Dr. Okra in a sign as well. The, the yep. first, like the last time I saw him. So yeah. That that don't use Bing. Just fuck a Bing. Fuck a Bing. Um Jin, you're amazing. And I love you. And I miss the fuck out of you. I'm so sorry I that know, we haven't been so able to see nice each other since. It's so good to see you too. Uh, absolutely. Um, we have now reached, um, the other half of the show. Uh, and this is a section that I call same three questions. Same three questions. Uh, these are the same three questions that I ask all of my guests just to see where their thoughts and things land on this. I just like to, it's fun for me to learn a little bit more about you in these weird questions. First question, if you could transform into any animal, which would it be and why? Ooh, mm-hmm. real or mythical? Whatever. Okay. It, <laughs> this is your fantasy question. <laughs> if I could, if I could transform into any animal, what would it be and why? Ah, uh, oh fuck. Um, Tough, right? Because you're like, fuck. I would be 15 animals at all at once. <laughs> yeah, like I would be a chimera. Um, no. <laughs> I'd be an eagle, dog, snake. Uh, um, oh shit! Uh, and I've had just enough wine too, where I'm like, hmm. <laughs> um, I, you know, I would probably. Fuck, that's really tough. I have like, I can think of like reasons of why I would want to be one thing over the other. Like, would it be really cool to be like a whale and what's your top three? Like, what would be your top three then? Be like, I like, I would love to be some sort of animal that can be in the water and out of the water. Okay. Only because I'm terrified of water. So So you need to get out for a little bit. I need to get out for a little bit. Like, it would be great to be an otter. Okay. Like. Like, oh, that would be great though. And otters fun. Otters yeah, they, are fun. They juggle, they break things, they you know, beat their children to death. It's they, <laughs> they're, they're adorable. And they they're can adorable. go in and out of water and and they're precious. Who doesn't fucking love otters? I love it. Oh. Otter. Okay. That's a great and that's a, that is a great choice. And I like that <laughs> answer. So therefore that answer is right. That is one point for you. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. <laughs> uh question number two, outside of English and Klingon. 
What's the one language you wish you spoke fluently? Japanese. Ooh, why Japanese? I love anime. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. That's just it. You just love anime. It's, I love anime. Uh, I used to love it a lot more than I do now, but it's a fascinating language. I actually mm-hmm. took eight, I took it for eight weeks and... Um, I the learning the hiragana and the katakana and the just like and kanji just it was so hard. It oh, was, I could only imagine it was the, the so depths hard. that languages. Yeah, because how but old like, is it? Oh uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, Japanese. Great. That's that's great. You, you you got number two right. That's you're two for two. You're doing great. You're doing I'm great. Killing it. You're crushing this this same three <laughs> questions thing. Uh, and question number three. Hey Jen, ham or turkey? <sighs> I'm a vegetarian. I know. But um but you can get decent turkey substitutes. Ham, you can I have been a vegetarian for almost 16 years now. Gross. And you can <laughs> Um you can't ham is the one the one meat that I miss. Oh yeah. I, you cannot get a good ham substitute. I have tried. I've tried like over the years. I've tried different. They all no, suck. All terrible. And like so my grandma's honey baked ham mm. was like at, at the holidays, like that Christmas ham with oh, the cloves so and the yeah, pineapples yeah. and the fucking cherries on it. Like that's like, yeah, I miss ham. So it's ham. Yeah. Ham is your answer. Ham is absolutely my answer. Ooh, so sorry. The answer was turkey. <laughs> turkey. The answer was chicken. Oh, so close. You're so close. Two out of three are bad, though, right? Come on. We're doing great. Doing great. Uh, Jen, where can everybody find you? Because I know you're all over social media. You've got the website and the YouTube. So please take your time. Let everyone know where they can fucking find you because everyone needs to go and experience this <laughs> immediately. Yeah, I am pretty well SEO'd as the uh, Klingon pop warrior. So <laughs> optimize for the optimize for your search engine pleasure um, and engage. Sorry, I had to yes. <laughs> um, let's fly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, KlingonPopWarrior.com is my main website. You can find me on Twitter at Klingon Pop, um, and I stream on Twitch uh, two days a week. So you can find me twitch.tv slash Klingon Pop Warrior. It's a ton of fun. I I play Star Trek online on Tuesday nights, and um, it's just a really fun, silly community. And then I've been playing Mass Effect on Saturday mornings. I'm so <laughs> I'm so obsessed. It's my like Saturday morning soap opera. And that's what it is. Yeah. And yeah. And I raise money for extra life playing playing games for charity and doing other fun things. Is that uh, is that extra that extra life charity? Is that always ongoing or is that certain times of the year? So I fundraise year round, um, but I do one event usually in October or November. I do like a big 24 hour crazy event that so everything that I fund all the fundraising I do is leading up usually to like that. Gotcha. All right. To that event. And especially with the song translations, the goal is to hit the hit the fundraising goals to translate the songs. And if I can hit them with enough time to get like backing tracks and stuff like that, then I actually perform them. I debut them on the stream. And then last year's got me a whole new EP. And I'm working with this incredible fucking artist from the West Coast right now, Unwoman. She's amazing. She's an incredible musician. She does lots of, she does originals, but she also does covers for her Patreon mm-hmm. folks. And 
she opened up her entire catalog of like back catalog of covers to me. So um, she she plays cello. Her, the, oh, her, her version of Love is a Battlefield, like we got tagged in a tweet. I tell you, okay, okay. <laughs> probably going over time here. Who cares? Come on, it's my show. So Twitter is such a cesspool for so many people. I <laughs> have been so lucky, so lucky with the, like the, the, the experiences that I've had with social media. I wouldn't have the Pop Warrior Project if it weren't for social media. Right. And so on Twitter, last, of course, on April 1st of all days, 2021, I end up tagged in this tweet by somebody who was replying to someone else about their favorite covers, uh -huh. uh, their favorite cover songs. So I got tagged in this tweet along with this other person, Unwoman. And I am like, oh, who is Unwoman? I'm a musician. I love music. I'm like, yeah. who, who am I getting tagged with? I want to go hear this person. So I immediately go find her stuff on Bandcamp. I'm clicking through her covers, her different covers album. She is fucking prolific. I mean, like, you find her on Bandcamp. She's got so much shit. Like, Unwoman. it's crazy. Okay. The first song on the first cover album of hers that I find is Love is a Battlefield. Which and you so destroy and cling on. So of course I'm like, click. <laughs> and in comes this like cello and it's just like lilting. It's like slowed way down. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden there's fucking taiko drums in the background. And I'm listening to this like, I want to sing and cling on to this. Oh, it was I like bet. I'm listening to it going, this is so fucking Klingon. This makes my version look like a bullshit piece of bullshit. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm listening to this, like, how do I approach her and ask her if I can like work with her, like, on, you know, and, and maybe she'll want to help me with my, with my annual like fundraising thing. Yeah. yeah. And while I'm in the middle of drafting, I I'm so apologetic sometimes about what I do, especially with other musicians. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm this I sing and cling on. I know, I know what it sounds like. So um, but I, so I'm in the middle of drafting this like long half apologetic, like reach out <laughs> introduction letter <laughs> when I get a single DM from her on Twitter that just says, I would love to hear you sing over my version of love as the battlefield. Oh, I that's awesome. Delete everything. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> give me 10 minutes. <laughs> give me, please. That's so, amazing. So she sent me the track. I, I ended up performing it on a couple things and recorded it. And after that, I reached, I was like, look, I do this annual charity thing. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in maybe, you know, collaborating on something. She's like, look, I am in the middle of my own Kickstarter right now. But I, you know, I can't, but anything of mine you want to sing, like, just no charge. Like, just let me know. I'll send you the backing tracks for oh, it. Oh, that's amazing. So suddenly my, what usually has been historically been one song translation for charity mm -hmm. turned into four new songs last year. Oh, and so cool. I, if I hit certain milestones, I said, if I hit the last milestone and I get to translate all four songs and I rate, if I hit my fundraising goal, I'll record, we'll record them all. And we'll give everybody who donated a copy of the new, of the EP of all the songs that you voted on. And, uh, and we hit the goal. That's so great. 
probably sometime this spring we should be having a new ep drop and i the songs time after time by uh oh, come on. Get out of here. my heart <laughs> it means my heart travels back in time it's a very sentimental song about losing I, your love on the battlefield it's i can't wait to lovely. hear that i can't wait uh, to but we also that. did dream on by aerosmith oh really oh yes. that's gonna be amazing um i love rock and roll and which is uh, actually i love aggressive music i think is <laughs> what the actual translation is and uh hungry like the wolf uh nice. were the songs that got voted on and then we're gonna throw in love as a battlefield for uh for good measure so that's great yeah. and you're all I'm on so spotify stoked. too like you can find everything on spotify as well too right you can find my most re my last two my very first one is not on there that's a whole fucking story for another time <laughs> well part two we'll come right for another part two. <laughs> but yeah but it'll be there eventually it's just not there yet We'll go check out all of Jen's stuff. She's fucking amazing, amazing, an amazing singer. And then find, I'm sure there's floating around somewhere where you're singing in English and people can understand what you're saying. Find it's that true. as well, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I'm on YouTube. You can find me. Yeah, whether it's Klingon or English, it's amazing. So go find Jen. Uh, Jen, thank you so much for coming on, man. It is so good to see your face. I have missed the crap out of you. It's so good to see you too. Yeah, I can't. I just can't even. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I love it. <laughs> Jen's fucking great. <laughs> I just love her and I love what she does. Uh, go, please check her out. Find her website. Follow her on all the social media. Uh, just check her out. Her music is really crazy and fucking just awesome. Uh, in fact, stick around after this episode. You'll hear her version of Aerosmith's Dream On, and it's fucking awesome. So stick around and uh, enjoy some Klingon pop from Jen Ucellus. Well, that about does it for this episode. As always, I would like to give a big thank you to Mr. Jason Moody for our kick-ass theme song, and a big thank you to Miss Corbett Pasco for our three-question stinger. You should have rate and review us. And join us next time when we ask a new guest that burning question. Who the fuck are you?
Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.